and welcome to the show. Oh, yes, it's the show. I'm your host, Mr. Show, and I'm here with uh, Jeff chef david uh, hey hey jeff what's up hey hey spencer you know what you're getting better and better at that every time i think uh, wow. the, the the amount of polish that you've uh, achieved over over the 20 episodes we've done so far uh hats off to you on that thanks so much i was in my car today and i was driving around and it just hit me uh I got to come up with like this stupid intro. You can't just say like the same thing every time. It's like I've established that it's like you do this. I do this fake. It's like, ugh, now I just have to come up with new shit, which is in honestly, you know, microcosm of the, the problem of the podcast in general. It's like every week we got to come here, you know, and come up with something, you know? I, I approach it with a lot less care than you do. I, uh, I, I'm not even wearing pants right now. I, mm-hmm. I, I literally am not, I'm, I'm in my MeUndies. They're, they're kind of an aquamarine, aquamarine color, and they got anthropomorphic sushis on them. Wow. And uh, it's, it's hot in my office, and I turned the air conditioning off for the show, for, audio, for, for the supreme audio quality that you've grown to love from my echoey, boomy-ass uh, office. So, yeah. I, maybe I should take my shirt off. Could that be fun? I, I dare you. <laughs> we'll see how that happens over the course of the show. Dan, oh, Harmon, I said, would, Dan Harmon would take his shirt off. Yeah. He would get a, a, a live pop from the live audience, though. You know, if he was just standing on the internet, I don't know if he would necessarily. I mean, I, I guess, actually, maybe he would. That seems like something he might do. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe someone could clip this up and send it to him. <laughs> see how he reacts. Um. So we were talking about b- before the show began, y'all. Oh, well, first of all, welcome everybody. Welcome all that uh, that happens fans, my, our, our our happilations and our happuccinos and our uh, our happy daises. Uh, it's good to have you all here. Uh, thank you uh, for being a part of whatever it is we're doing over here. I came up with a new one, Jeff. A new yeah. name for a group, the Hapaquitics. Nice. Yeah. Nice because we take your. Your bad mood and drive it into a, drive it into, into, a, into, a, into, a <laughs> into a lake, yeah. And then we leave it there to die, and then we never get to run for president. <laughs> it's true. That's that's the story <laughs> of this podcast. If I ever heard it, Hapaquitics, we're going to ruin your presidential hope, uh, ho- <laughs> hopes t- tonight. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, John. What is what is it? Was, was, it, was it a river? Was it was it a river or a lake? Lake. lake I think lake it was Chapman. lake. A lake. Yeah. I mean, but do, I don't know if we really needed Teddy in the in the in the Oval Office in the first place, but you know. I think it could have been a lot of fun. I think there's is an that opportunity a hot take? there. I think there's an opportunity there to <laughs> look like a hero. <laughs> You know, I mean, yes, you were drunk driving and you were a piece of garbage and you probably had a bag of Coke on you, but mm-hmm. uh, ditch the Coke. And by the time you've heroically saved your date from a uh, the watery grave that she died in, uh, your family could spin it in the news to make it look like you were the hero of this thing. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, you got to hand it to him. He made a series of poor decisions. <laughs> yeah. There's a very funny uh, British uh, poet named John Cooper Clark, who is still still alive somehow after doing heroin for I believe ninety years. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
he uh, he has a poem called Twat, and in a live version of it, he goes, "This is a, this is a poem. Uh, it's it's sort of like does a, does a does a bear shit in the woods? Does Pinocchio have a wooden dick? Does Rose Kennedy own a black dress? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. I bet she did." You don't think about Pinocchio's wooden dick very often these days, you know? Right. I mean, you have to wonder how how anatomically correct did Geppetto take it. You know, he's, he was a lonely old bachelor. He's, he's playing around with little wooden boys. You know he put a little wooden dick on there. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like if you're like, oh, I want a son. And you're like, oh, I got to make this son. It's like I've spent three weeks working on his little wooden dick because... That's how much care I put into making my wooden son. I would say a, a, a tiny wooden dick on a on a puppet the size of Pinocchio would, would have been Geppetto's easiest task of the whole <laughs> the whole build. I think I think making two little balls and one little wooden dick. I think he I think he could probably knock that out before lunch. So when you make a dick on a puppet, what's right. your end game? Like what what are you what are you going in with that you know? Right. And also wood being wood. <laughs> Um, he is he always erect? Because that's weird. <laughs> oh no! If you ever just if you have just a perennially tumescent uh, puppet little boy hanging around your your uh, your, your workshop, <laughs> yeah, he's always hard. And I guess unless you don't like give him water, eventually he gets droopy or something. Maybe is that something you know that plants do? I haven't I haven't gotten a lot done today. I think you know Spencer and I both both of us really have just taken naps. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I feel a certain sense of accomplishment for having said perennially tumescent in, in reference to <laughs> Pinocchio's dick. Mm. I'm impressed. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, yeah, but, but then it's weird. Like, what, what are you going to carve? Like a little flaccid boy's dick? Like that's. I mean, that that takes time. I think there's a little more nuance in that. <laughs> well, it's just like again, where are you going with? Like, why when you're you're like, oh, I need a little carved wooden boy. Let's make his like overalls and he's got little knees and oh he's gotta have just a fucking dick just right there. I don't I, I'm not saying that Geppetto's gonna take off his little later hosen and look at it. <laughs> I, I just think that the craftsman that he is mm-hmm. and uh you know, I, I think the commitment to detail, I think Geppetto would like to know that everything is where it ought to be. Mm-hmm. I like just, you know, yeah. make, when I went to the uh, the Academia Museum in uh, in Florence, Italy, and you and you see a bunch of Jesus art, Jesus art, Jesus art for like you know two hours of just like you know Christian biblical stuff because that's that's all you were allowed to paint back then uh, mm-hmm. up until a certain point, and then uh, you see uh, David. I mean that's still biblical stuff, but it's mm-hmm. really breathtaking. But there's a lot of women just sitting there. There's benches around it, and there's a lot of I don't know. Maybe it was just the hour that I was there, but it seemed to be a lot of middle-aged women really just digging it. But I think, um, I, th- I believe Michelangelo was homosexual. Not not that this matters at all. This, this doesn't have any bearing on the thing. But uh, the the right hand on David is oversized. He has this enormous right hand, and his left mm. hand is up on his shoulder holding the uh, the, the sling. But down by his, uh, wa- you know, his wa- waist is his right hand, which is like really oversized. And it's supposed to represent the uh, like the right hand of God, like the might of God, mm. I think. But uh, I think the ladies know what that's supposed to really mean. He's jerking it. He's good at jerking no, no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying that, they're, you know, the <laughs> ladies like to look at your hands. They, they want to know what's up downstairs. And they look at the hands first as some sort of uh, signal, signifier. 
But didn't David have a small dick in the statue? I, I he don't does. remember. He, he, he has a um, kind of um, a, a disappointingly small dick. Like, I mean, he, he can't just have, have a huge, you know, Dirk Diggler just fucking swing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know the story of David, right? And Goliath and right. stuff. The do- story of David only works if he's like a grower and not a shower. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And D- Goliath, exact opposite, probably. <laughs> Yeah, Goliath, and yeah, and you gotta assume Goliath was uncircumcised, right? Well, David is too. David's got a little little chapel on there. I guess this was pre braces. Maybe I I don't know if if we want to put Kevin, our linguistics expert, on this. Oh, hello, Kevin. First of all, let's check in with Kevin Day, our producer. Hello. Hello, So we're having a tiredness contest, Kevin. How tired are you? Extremely. So I'm barely awake right now. You, you said you haven't story. slept for you haven't slept for two days. Yes. Um, I have really bad allergies, and uh, when I lay down, I can't breathe, so I have to sit up, and then I can't sleep. So I'm just waiting for that to pass. It's been it's been a rough. You'd think, at, you'd think at some point, not being able to breathe would help cause sleep. You know. <laughs> it it yes, kind the, of does. The, the, the big sleep. <laughs> Yeah. What were you asking? So, what were you going to ask him about, though? Me? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, w- I was going to try to Google it myself, but I can't. I can't type in Google when and and put on the, the the kind of quality entertainment that our audience has grown accustomed to at the same time. Um, yeah. I w- when I was in Italy, when I was in Florence, I was there by myself, and I met these uh, three gals at my hotel at this rooftop bar, and. One of them spoke, spoke a tiny bit of English, like, you know, sort of pretty decent conversational English. And the other two, n- no English at all, other than, you know, hi and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my Italian was pretty limited. Like, you know, like I could kind of get by in conversational, you know, bits and pieces. And, and you know, and also, you know, Italians, you can use a lot of sign language. You, you can get a lot done. But uh, they were asking me what I'd been up to that day. And every sentence, like every every bit of communication, would take uh, you know ten minutes to convey, because you know just what's the word for you know browse, you know, or just wander. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told him I'd gone up to um, to the uh, Piazza Michelangelo, which is up on a hill, and you got this great view down on Florence, and you see the big Duomo down there, and you got the river. Uh, Arno and, and the uh, Ponte Vecchio, and it's, it's it's really awesome. And I was saying I'd gone into some church, and I was talking about the dome, and uh, and I thought it was like, or oh, I went into the chapel, and I said like Capella or Capella or something like that, and they started dying laughing. I don't know what word I said, but whatever it was, it was not the right word. And what the word I had said was just subtly different, and it meant foreskin, because it's Hell similar yeah. to the 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 the, the you know the, the 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 cap on a cathedral, like the the, the little dome. Or I don't know. They thought it was hilarious. I, I just felt <laughs> embarrassed, and then um, I threw them in the river. Damn! Whoa! Then what happened? Uh, I was doing a federal time in Ischia. Mm-hmm. No, that night was the best because I, I I walked up on the roof, and I I'd been in Italy alone for about a, maybe eight ten days. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, like, like down in southern Italy, like, or not southern, like Amalfi Coast and stuff, and just all alone, wandering, it was paradise. And then I get to Florence, and I wanted to be around people, like, you know, people closer to my age. 
and I go up to this little rooftop bar right by the right over the river. It's sunset. It's absolutely beautiful, but there's nowhere to sit. And uh, but right as I walk up, two people two people get up, and so I take the spot. It's like little banquettes around the wall of the uh, the rooftop, mm-hmm. and I sit there and I get a drink. And in these three really uh, beautiful, like beautiful in different ways. It was like um, there was nerdy cute girl. There was kind of like like Elaine from Frasier cute. Uh, and then there was one that was kind of like more like kind of uh, like like traditionally like magazine, like beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, like like more of a model type. So there was nerdies like Silver Lake Williamsburg, you know, with like cool glass frames and, you know, like. Like, you know, she was awesome. They, they were all really cool looking. And so I stand up to offer two seats because there was one next to me, but there was three of them. And they kind of go, oh, no, it's, it's impossible. And like, but they had said thank you for offering. And so they were, they were like, oh, that was nice. But like it, it, all through sign language and, you know, what little we, we could all understand. They, they thanked me for my efforts of me getting up because nobody else fucking got up. And uh, so I sat back down and then awesomely, like a minute later, the people next to me, this couple, stood up and left. And so all three of these gals got to sit down next to me. And so now I'm the hero of the hour for at least having made an effort. And we ended up having this really, really funny conversation slash non-conversation. And we just started laughing and laughing and laughing because it was so hard to convey anything. And I, uh, I, I talked to the girl that was kind of the translator. And we... Um, you know, we're talking about why I was there, and I'm saying that I was just there alone, just on, on a vacation by myself. And they said they live nearby, like in a town about a half hour away. And I, I the, the, the bill comes, because they were going to go out and have dinner and get a drink. And the bill comes, and I bought the drinks. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, don't, like, no, like, thank you. Because they'd give me some advice of places to go. I'm like, no, you gave me some advice. And they're like, why don't, why don't you come with us? And have a drink, and so I did, and it, it, it thus began one of the greatest nights. It's a long, long story, but it ended up being really, really fun. And the next night, they took me to their little village. They drove me out to their little village, and they, them and another friend, there were four of them, uh, cooked me a vegetarian dinner in their little village, and it was so goddamn fun. I miss Italy so much. Yeah, I miss Italy too. I think you'd like it there, Spencer. Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you could go to any European country, like what, what, which one would you go to first? Oh, well, I'll just say what I was gonna say is Estonia. Estonia, Jeff. Oh man, who doesn't love that country in the Balkans? Are you joking? Or are you for you for real? That I mean, I I'm I'm interested in Estonia. I think it's a really cool, interesting place. I don't know if it would make a good vacation destination, but in terms of like the places that I'm most fascinated by in uh, Europe, Estonia for sure. Uh, it, there's again, it's not it has nothing to do with I think tourist value. I don't know how good that would be, but it's just a really interesting country. They uh, they handle all their like uh, citizenship stuff through the internet. Like it's all streamlined. Um, like uh, you can vote online, and uh, taxes are really easy to do because this, they just have like imagine you know the best online shopping experience you've had. You know where everything just kind of works right, and you you know you don't have to like jump through a bunch of hoops. Like dealing with the government over at Estonia is like that, where it's just you could do everything online, and it just works right and is simple and is not 
you know anything we associate with american bureaucracy so that is seems really cool to me and i love estonia do you think that we would lose you if you went there you would fall in love with the uh the online uh civics stuff (laughs) you would never come back I don't think they would like me. I don't know. I, I I feel like Estonians would be too cool to, you know, want me around, which is, you know, that's the kind of people I like being around, but I don't think I could hack it. I'm looking Estonia up on the map. It's, you know, it's way up by the Black Sea, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and a Baltic Sea back, yeah, this is Black Sea, North Sea. What is that? What it's here? definitely a sea. I thought it's it was the Gulf Baltic of fin- It's the Gulf of Finland up there. You oh got the Baltic my God. Sea and you got the, Yeah. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're, I mean, you're right across. You're right across the road from Finland, and you're 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 just on the border of, of Russia. That's very cold up there. Yeah, it, it uh, and that's the other thing is living in Southern California. I think you get very even when you know you go somewhere that seems like it would be a really cool place to live or anything. It's like, ugh. but I just know the weather's going to be like a hassle to live in whereas i could just wear athletic shorts every day of my life here in uh la yeah. you know you would be a, you would be a, a folk hero if you could walk around estonia in your in your short shorts i could that could, sounds fun i could do Although that when, yeah. when i went to norway I, I went to stavanger which i think is pretty southern right yes it's it's on the, on the south uh western coast of uh of norway uh it was like it was cold it was like you know 30 degrees and people mm. were out in their shorts. It, it was like a summer day out there. Everybody was like, 30 degrees. Let's let's go surfing." <laughs> Man, I would love to go to like because they probably go to the you, you, people like that go to beach in the cold weather, right? Because they just don't get a lot of nice weather. I'd imagine. Like you still go to the beach, you just don't go swimming. I'd yeah. imagine. You know, like I mean, where, I do. Like, I mean, you, you know, it's cold where every hotel room has heated floors, which I think mm. is cool. Uh, yeah. Heated floors are awesome, even in a in a hot place. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's stupid to have them in Los Angeles, obviously. But uh, like getting out of the shower and your floors are warm, that's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, that's probably practical too. Like you know, if you ever get a bunch of <laughs> snow all over your floor, you could just melt it with the with the heated floors. Exactly. Did I did I tell you about doing karaoke in Stavanger? No. Uh, we were there on a USO tour performing for troops, and we had been all over, like, like the Balkans. We were down in, um, like, m- the former Yugoslavian Ma- uh, Republic of Macedonia, and we were, like, around Sarajevo and Tusla and, you know, like, parts of the, the, the you know, the war-torn parts of, you know, the Balkans. We drove through Kosovo, which is, in, in my, like, wildly depressing. It's, you know, I, 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 that was the first time I'd ever seen poverty at that level, and it was pretty, pretty insane. Mm-hmm. But um, and we were performing for troops and stuff. But then we flew up to Norway to go to um, this NATO base for like NATO doctors and whatnot. But it it was their their base was a mountain that had been carved out as Hitler's nor- northern bunker. Oh, it wow. really was an evil genius's lair. No, uh-huh. am, I, am I am I calling him a genius? An evil madman's lair. Um, he never actually visited there. I think the war ended before he had a chance to go up there and party up, up in his thing. But there were these giant caverns, and it's like, it was like a fucking James Bond movie. Um, and you can just really picture a bunch of Nazis running around in there. And um, so <laughs> we, performed, we performed for these uh, doctors and geniuses from NATO from all over the place. And we're going to go hit the town. And they gave mm-hmm. us a, like a handler. 
who looked a lot like Gary Berghoff uh, from like Radar from MASH. And he was our dude, like kind of knew his way around Stavanger. Mm-hmm. And we said, uh, they took us to a house, uh, to a restaurant called House of Meat. I, I, don't, I don't know how you say it in Norwegian, but it translates to House of Meat. And they had like antelope and bison and reindeer and you name it. They had horse. Horse was on the menu. (coughs) I was so hungry. I could have had the horse, but I was vegetarian. So (laughs) I I I think I had a potato. And uh, so we go out afterwards and we tell tell Radar, we say we we want um, just like a bar, like like a straight up bar just to go chill Mm -hmm. and have a drink. And... It's, you know, me and Drew Carey and Kathy Kinney and like, like there was about eight of us, maybe seven of us. And he takes us to this really cheesy Euro nightclub, you know, like, like that stuff. And it's like, you know, dark lights. And it's just like, it's totally not our scene. And we're like, and like Drew's just a nice guy. So he's like, okay, yeah, yeah this, this is great. This is great. And I, I was like, is, is it like a bar bar? Like just a straight up bar? He's like, no, this is kind of it. So I struck out on my own left them there to go do a little recon and i was walking down the road and i hear country music like i hear like like dolly parton or patsy klein or something like that and i poke in my head and it's like a full-on like old school just bar like like almost like a little honky tonk mm-hmm. and inside it's a bunch of s- s- middle-aged to senior citizens and everybody's in cowboy attire Full on, like like Roy Rogers, <laughs> like you know, with the, like the embroidered roses, and they had cowboy hats on, and mm-hmm. they had boots, and it was a full on uh, hoot nanny hoedown, and everybody's dancing and two stepping and or or whatever their version of two step was. It wasn't I wouldn't call it authentic Texas two step, but it was it was it was awesome. And I look inside, I'm like, this is where we're going. And then uh, it was announced that it was karaoke night, and it was country, <laughs> country karaoke night, wow. which is um, right up my street, as I think some of you will attest to. Sure. And I jog back to the club, like, I found us our bar. We go <laughs> in there, and everybody's up there singing like the Norwegian, like Norwegian, like the Norwegian Willie Nelson. Like, I won't do the accent and insult an entire country, but uh, it's, you know, it's like a picture the Swedish chef. Singing, you know, like, uh, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. It was awesome. <laughs> and the, the level of commitment Bork, was Bork. great. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. I won't even try. Uh, uh, I can't do a Norwegian. Uh, so we, uh, we, we all go in there, and nobody knows who Drew is because, you know, the, um, I don't think they get the Drew Carey show there or whose line is anyway. Oh, and... Okay. I sign up for a song immediately, and everybody there thinks we're English. They keep going, ah, English, English, because they can't imagine that anybody from America would have made it that far, because mm-hmm. it's, it's way the fuck out there. And it's, it's, it's not as far as Estonia, but it, it's, it's, you, you hang a right at Norway, and then, then you're in Estonia. Mm-hmm. And so I get up there, and I sing like, uh, I don't know, Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers, or, or I, I, I don't know, like a Waylon Jennings song, maybe sang Lukenbach, Texas, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the place goes fucking silent. I'm not silent, but like they're just watching me like, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy sounds like country. Like, he sounds like an American. And 
everybody is so nice to us. It was just a bunch of old people. And if you did like a camera pan like around the room, it's just a bunch of old timers and no ice, no mixers. There's like old ladies just drinking gin in a mm -hmm. glass or whiskey or rum or whatever. Just like, don't fuck around. It's cold outside. Like they just drink. And then, you know, Drew got up and sang and we're all singing. And then people, people love that there's Americans in there and we're, we're, we're sounding kind of legit and everybody's dancing. Then all of a sudden I, I sing my second song. That I think that's when I did Kenny Rogers. And then two old fuckers. And I mean old, like these guys were <laughs> like, these guys were old men, like, mm -hmm. you know, possibly 80 something. Uh, get into a fight like one guy hip tackles the other guy they go to the ground <laughs> like you know it's it was it was there was a huge Donnybrook on the floor it was just great oh, if you're man. ever in Stavanger Norway uh, it, when, when you when you move to Estonia it's not it's not long, uh, that far of a boat ride over to Stavanger you can go check that place out that sounds great I mean I feel like if I move to Estonia I will need you know activities because i don't know but that's the thing is here i don't do fucking anything man i could do anything nowhere i could do nothing anywhere you know i could just be going into estonia never leaving the house I, it doesn't seem like it would be that different mm -hmm. on paper at least and it's got the word stony in it <laughs> oh yeah you know um man i i started smoking again i don't i mean you know i'm addicted i'm an addict i have addictive parents and addictive blood and stuff it's all it's not good good to do drugs for this guy but um i've been smoking weed and um it, it reminded me i forgot about this um but uh when i stopped smoking weed i started being able to sleep in and so now i'm smoking weed again now i can't sleep in anymore so i'm like waking up at like six seven eight in the morning and i can't go back to sleep and it fucking sucks and um then like uh then so i can't go back to sleep and then i'm i'm tired in the middle of the day so i like take a nap and then i'm like tired in the evening so i go to bed earlier than i have been and it's like man and it's not i don't think it's worth it i'd much rather just sleep into like noon you know stay up until like two in the morning and then be able to sleep in the noon then to smoke weed man but i'm addicted so i gotta i gotta i gotta pull myself off of it again yeah how, how long are you, how long were you off it for uh you know i i had a couple lapses sounds more negative like it sounds like i'm like failing and at recovering from addiction and it's not that bad but you know i've smoked on and off uh you know a little bit but i'd say mostly it's been like a whole year ish probably less than that but um and it's fine like it's fine not to smoke it's just you know if you haven't smoked you're like man it could be cool to smoke and uh it's fine and then you smoke a second time and it's like yeah this isn't that great i should stop again you know yeah i i had a real like i this this beer you see me sipping on this is the first beer mm -hmm. i've had in five days uh, my first alcohol mm -hmm. i've had in five days i i got really bad um like alcohol withdrawal symptoms like i was just sweating and shaking and no appetite and i couldn't sleep and i was also i'd be like kevin you got you got allergies i've got this broken nose and so like it's, it's i never have one good i never have two good nostrils and sometimes you have no good nostril and so you, you, you it's impossible to sleep and breathe through your mouth because then you're thirsty and you have to get up all the time mm -hmm. so it was really really bad so I, I i dried out for a bit but um no more day drinking for me and I, and also no more no more like for nets for a while like i just really really went too far and i mm -hmm. you know but like 
just just stopping for the, also the, then you then you stop and that's really hard. The right. the, the, the the full on withdrawals. Wow, I thought I thought it was going to die, and you can die. You're not supposed to quit cold turkey off that kind of drinking, and I I you're supposed to like kind of wean yourself off with a beer or two or something like that. It was real ugly. The reason why mm-hmm. I did crack this beer, not just because I have a drinking problem. Um, Kevin Day, and speaking of uh, Scandinavia, uh, I mentioned the Swedish chef. Kevin Day has sent Spencer and I um, bottles of the nastiest of the nasty Swedish booze called Malort. Oh, um, yeah. People, I got one, too. We got them. People from Chicago or the, the Chicago area are probably familiar with Malort because bartenders give it to you because they hate you or because uh, <laughs> uh, you're new in town. Or if you order it and you get a cheap beer and a, and a, and a shot of Malort, it's like some bartenders will think, okay, that's cool. He's trying to play ball. Um, Kevin, do you want to explain uh, the, wh- why you gave us Malort? Um, some people have kind of compared this to a terrible version of Fernet Brangra. And I I think Spencer and I feel the same way uh, about it, it you know, that, that it's terrible to begin with. So this is just going to be so, so bad. I just wanted to see Jeff's reaction to what this is like to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had it. I've had it several times. When I, when I go to there's a there's a bar in Wrigleyville. Um, a girl I kind of screwed around with once or twice. Uh, I can't think of the name Hell of the bar. Yeah. But if you, like, there's certain bars if you go in there and like my, my friends are behind the bar, w- whether you ask for it or not, you get an old style and a and a malort. You know, you you get some sort of you know cheap cold beer. And, and, a, and, a, and a shot of this stuff. It really is nasty, but um, I will crack open a bottle of this. And, and, and But again, I, I'm not, this is, I'm not going to go do a night of doing shots and stuff like that. This is, this is simply for the podcast, everybody. Yeah. I think, you know, me and Kevin can say we're really proud that you've, you know, tried to, tried to cut back on your alcoholism and it's time to celebrate that by drinking more. Oh <laughs> yeah. You, okay. <laughs> the beauty of being, I'm, I'm totally congested right now too, so I can't smell it and that, that's a bonus. So I won't be able to totally taste it, which is also good. All right, here we go. Oh. It smells like alcohol. I meant to. I meant to do. I, I don't have it up here. I was gonna chase it with a Pepsi Mango because I haven't tried the <laughs> Pepsi Mango yet. Um, yeah. Here, kill time. I'm gonna go down. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll off camera so you don't. So I don't stand up and you, you see my underpants. Oh right. man, that was so impressive. Close. Jeff rolling off of screen. That happens. That's right. That happens, faithful. It's the time of the show when someone says that happens or something approximating it, which means now it's time to drink an alcoholic beverage or non-alcoholic beverage of your choice, or even you don't even have to drink anything if you don't want, because it's just we're having a fun time. We're grasping at straws. We're trying to make segments and things that can kind of tie this whole time, you know, block together. We're trying to see something, well, you know, anything that kind of seems like it could be anything we'll just grasp onto and just hold on to it until we drown it from uh, our struggling uh drownings so uh that's what this is and then you just got to accept it oh thank god just back okay okay good actually um, it, it, it was sitting right over there i was just enjoying listening to you, listening to you do that you motherfucker he's oh god damn it son of a bitch remember last time on the last episode i tried to open one and it didn't fucking work this is the same yeah thing. Oh no, that's why right, it was Spencer, so close. Spencer, Spencer, you gotta fill. You gotta fill Spencer. I'll be right back. Oh, Spencer having to fill again? That happened. That's right. Okay, no, I, I don't want to do that for a second time. What's up? What's up, uh, Kevin? How's it going? 
Well, you know what we could do to fill time right now? It's time mm-hmm. for an ad break. Wh- who's our sponsor today, Spencer? Oh, that would be Remington Steel. Is that a movie? That's a movie, right? <laughs> a tv show yeah okay a tv show yeah yeah that's right get ready for some high exciting ads for remington steel oh yeah no but you're right we really should take an ad break hi i'm donnie osmond home of the (laughs) the world's first tapeworm i have a photo of me and donnie I've got a photo of me and Donnie Osmond back here somewhere. You know, he's the home of the world's worst uh, first tapeworm. I didn't know this. Yeah. <sighs> I'm out of breath from going up and down my stairs twice. That's not good. Stairs, I feel like no matter how healthy you get, stairs always kind of knock the fuck out of you somehow. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm just, I, I, just not exercising and then just all the vomiting I did over the last few days... I mean, mm-hmm. like five five days ago, I just got really skinny. Like not in, not in the sexy Kate Moss kind of way. Just like in a like I look like like I'm dying. Like, like a crypt keeper in the crypt okay. keeper way. Okay, I successfully opened the Pepsi Mango. Very nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the Pepsi Mango just just to just to kind of open up the uh, the senses here. All right. It's not the worst. Still a bit sweet. Oh, it's very sweet. Yeah. Again, this is it the alcoholism alcoholic in me, but that really needs something to stiffen that up. I think a little, <laughs> a, a little, a little gin, a little um, blonde delay that would get that on. Uh-huh. Okay. It might just be the alcoholic in me, but I think that could really use some more alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are you having? Are you, do you have a glass? I'm going to go just straight expensive? from the bottle, but yeah. Oh, wow. You're it. just going to go hillbilly style. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, up your butt with the coconuts. Uh, or I actually, I, I know how to say that in Swedish, as a matter of fact. Oh, please. I've learned how to say this uh, up your butt with the coconut in Swedish. Up to rampen met en kokosnut. Oh. See, to me, that's way more palatable and easy to get down than a Fernet Branca. Fernet Branca makes me brace Ugh. a lot harder. It's not good. It tastes like... um. It tastes like, like fucking wood finish or something. It like It, it tastes a, like a wood chemical like that does something industrial or cleaning-based. I was going to say, it, it has a turpentine kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a Czech, a Czech liqueur Ugh. called Bekarovka, and it's a little bit like that, but Bekarovka is a little sh- more sugary, and it tastes more like like Christmassy pine saw. This just tastes like pine saw without the without the, without the pine tree scent. Without, yeah, without the, the most, the closest I could like get to an actual flavor is there's a bit of like a kind of grapefruit peel kind of bitterness, you yeah. know? Yeah, there like, is a bit of like 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 a grapefruit's butthole. But other than that, it's just, it truly just, it tastes straight, like paint thinner or something. Like, just like truly something that's not edible. And it doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. Like, at least like Fernet, when you do it, the bomb strikes, uh, there's devastation, and then the dust settles fairly quickly, at least for me. This is, 
This is going through me awfully slow. No, it tastes like I painted my mouth, and now my mouth has just has this chemical on it now. It tastes like I painted my mouth, then uh, and, and then my wife came home and said, "Honey, that's the wrong color," and I had to strip that paint off. That, that's mm-hmm. I, like you said. There's an industrial process is happening yeah. inside me right now. It's, oh my god! <laughs> what? I I've had Malort before, but this is not how I remember it. I don't remember it being good. I remember it being well, bad, but I remember it, it, it having it, more flavor or something. Here's, here's something that is, is not ideal. Because normally when I've had Malort, I'm in Chicago. And when I'm in Chicago, I've already had five drinks. Because you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're with your Chicago friends, and you've had pizza, and there's been drinking. And so you're already, you're already a little too drunk to totally... Uh, sense, you know what the, exactly the uh, the, sad, the sadness that's uh, that you're experiencing. Um, not having had any alcohol for five days, going straight to this is uh, like going from the jacuzzi to the pool. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little rough. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, I can I can feel it working its way through my elementary canal right now, and and, my, <laughs> and it's not good. It's really mm-hmm. fighting. My, my stomach is not happy about this. Yeah, it uh. It doesn't go well. You know, the great thing about not drinking for a while is that Mm -hmm. um, aside from the first two days of hardcore withdrawals, um, (laughs) sorry, Kevin just posted somebody uh, from Discord suggested Mountain Dew Grapefruit Butthole Blast. (laughs) 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 That's that's, that's that's a a Malort tie-in, right? It's it's like it's one of those crossovers. (laughs) Are we really doing ads for Remington Steel? Are we bringing back 1980s uh, kind of action dramas? I don't. I I was trying to I think come up with like a gun company or something, but I just came. I just got to Remington Steel was was what I pulled out. Remington Steel. That's a great name for a character. <laughs> and Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond. He's home of the world's first tapeworm. I don't know if you can see this. When I was on a $100,000 pyramid, there's me with Tony Osmond and my opponent, Debbie Gibson. Deborah Gibson, if you're nasty. Wow. Um, she was formidable. Like, I'm, I'm good at word games, but Debbie, Deborah, rather, um, she didn't fuck about. She was very, very good at it. What was the show? $100,000 pyramid. Is, is it still in oh. here? She gave me. No. We we did the show, and I was the celebrity guest. She was she was obviously the celebrity, but I, I was on an NBC show, and I guess Pyramid must have been an NBC pro- pro- program as well. Right. So they brought my not famous ass on there, but I did it when it was like twenty five thousand dollar Pyramid, like the regular one or fifty thousand dollar, and or whatever it was. But then they brought me back because th- there was a tournament of champions, and the, and the champions got to pick who they wanted to play with. And these people picked me and, uh, and Deborah because, and we, I was like, "Why us? Because we're like we're not we're not famous." They're like, "No, like you guys play the game really well. Like you guys are like word people. Like you know, like you, you guys are good at word games." And so, like we we, we want to win this money. And at at the end of it, like De- Deborah and I were talking, and she's quite lovely and funny, and she told me that she had like a boyfriend, and I was single at the time. But uh, when I left, so no, she got my address, and then she sent me that photo. No, she sent me a photo mm-hmm. of a candid, a candid one of just of the three of us, like hugging. Mm-hmm. And on the back of the photo, I have it somewhere. Um, she wrote a note, like asking me out to coffee, 
And I said, she just told me she had a boyfriend. But she says, like, I'd love to go out and get coffee with you sometime. And no joke. Now, I, I, you're familiar with Debbie Gibson, Spencer, correct? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, she was, you know, she wore a little hat in the back of her head. And she was very, very, very cute and bubbly. And she had a lot of, you know, bubblegum hits in the, in the 80s. Um, no joke. On the little note where she's asking me out to coffee, she dotted all of her eyes with hearts. <laughs> which I thought was awesomely on brand. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I remember maybe the first time I ever saw that when I was like a kid in school and like a girl like had a, a heart for the eye. And I was like, <laughs> man, that looks so good. Like, can you imagine being so aesthetically inclined that you can make your text look, you know, stylish or interesting? I can't, you know, I have a terrible chicken scratch, so I'm still impressed, yeah. but. Oh, yeah. And also when you stop drinking, your hand stops shaking and your, your handwriting comes back. I was actually, my handwriting today has been legible. Mm. It was bad. It was bad, you guys. I've, I've, uh, I flew too close to the sun and I'm going to be a good boy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that anymore. I think that's great. I think that's, that's, that's great. I hate alcohol. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't judge people for drinking or anything, but I have like, you know, I don't know. Alcohol was so bad growing up. Um, oh man, my mic is totally whatever. Um, but it, it was so, you know, my parents like always, their parents were both alcoholics. So like, you know, it was just really, a four-letter word in my 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 household and so i just can't divorce that baggage from it it always just seems like oh you know alcohol is bad alcohol is for people who are being bad you know so well you're you're, you're not far off the mark <laughs> well there you go now it's time to try our next alcohol uh <laughs> cherry flavored malort <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, somebody on the Discord also uh, su suggests that we could varnish a little wooden dick with some malort. <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect, the perfect well, cause, product. Cause, what Geppetto? Oh, he's Italian. Geppetto was Italian. Um, because if he was Swedish, you know, he would have had some malort on hand to polish that little fucking Pinocchio dick. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, do you want to play D and D? Let's play some D and D. Yay! <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. I've got I've got some pretty uh, copious notes here from last time. Hell yeah! How, you how you want to hear them? It, it, it helps me to remember what I've written down. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think usually when when you do it, it it's better for recollection for sure. Yeah. But but I still want I still want to hear your recap just to kind of put it all like in like in, like encapsulated for me, please. Oh yeah, for the fans. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck the fans. I'm kidding. All right. So, uh, episode 20, here's what I have. Magic Submarine. Apparatus of Qualish? Qualish? What is that? Qualish. Qualish. I don't know what that means. It's a magic submarine. Okay. Oh, it's called the Apparatus of Qualish. Yep. Uh, we, we go to a general store. Old Tom is there. We get attack sand, which I think is just sand that you throw at people, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We get a grappling hook, some rations, uh, some... Clue wine? Claw wine? Claw wine. Claw wine, yeah. Wine made out of lobsters. Claw wine. Love it. I guess it's and, not really uh, wine. And that says, oh yeah, I, just, I, remind, I remind myself that we're in Salt Marsh. Uh, Old Crunch, the Dragonborn, is there? Uh, yeah, you stayed at his house overnight. Gotcha. There was two guards with us. Mm -hmm. uh, the boat is, we, we go to a boat called the Liberation, Walter... Sawmore is dead! Exclamation point. Yeah. Who is Walter Sawmore? 
he's the guy that gave you the boat. You were like, you got to help us stop the smugglers. And he's like, you don't know these smugglers, man. They're dangerous. And you were like, you got to stop. You got to help. And he was like, I'll help. And then he was dead. Killed. Did we we see him die? Or You saw him. You saw his corpse. You didn't see, like, someone stab him or anything. Two guards approach. Barbara Poolish. (laughs) Yep. And Gert Breed Show. (laughs) Okay. These are the guards. Uh, It's a smallish boat. Uh, Big Copper gets some armor. Yep. Right? Yeah, he he comes back with some armor, right? Uh, Five people on the enemy ship. We go up and grapple hook on, and they are humans. That's all I have. Yep. That sounds about right. All right, break it down for us. Okay, let's get some freaking the music last time on that happens our heroes were preparing for their journey to combat the smugglers and stop their smuggling operation dead in in the water dead in the water nautical um, so they were getting supplies. They picked up some magic items. They went to Old Tom's General Store to pick up a grappling hook and some other supplies, namely attack sand. And then they decided to return to their buddy Old Crunch's house to spend the night. The next morning, as agreed upon, they decided to show up on the docks to meet Walter Samor to get the boat. But the Walter Samor they met was more like freaking Walter lives no more because he was dead. <laughs> he was murdered for interceding and trying to interfere with a smuggling operation. But our heroes would press on. Assembling, they got into the boat with some guards and they set sail for the freaking ship, the smuggler's ship. And they found the smuggler's ship and they snuck onto the smuggler's ship. And then they found a freaking sailor and held up a sword to him and said, drop your lantern. And then he dropped his lantern. But what would happen? I don't know. Okay, so is it nighttime or daytime? <laughs> it's nighttime. It's pre. It's like middle of the night. You just sailed up. You kind of uh, you grappling hooked your boat to their ship. You climbed up the back. There was about four people, I think, that you saw on the dock on the deck, and uh, you grabbed one of them, sword to his neck, said, "Drop the lantern," and he dropped the lantern. Um. Okay. He drops the lantern overboard, and it noiselessly falls into the water. So it's, it's me, Big Copper, and the two guards, and it's and you, and, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Go and, ahead, and, sir. Uh, and uh, Johnny Fever. Yeah. Um, except the guards are still on the boat, but you guys have gotten onto the ship from the boat. You guys have climbed onto the boat, climbed aboard. Okay, so we got we got Johnny Fever. Uh, Johnny Fever, how are you armed? What's your weapon? Uh, I have, let's see, a crossbow, a bow, and a dagger. Sweet, that'll that'll do. Uh, mm-hmm. I with my with my uh, with my sword still at the guys. Uh, I put my sword away. And I, I use my, with my dagger, so I'm a little more, uh, you know, 
limber. Uh, mm-hmm. How many people are uh, on deck and how many people are below? Can I, can I see the whole deck from where I'm standing? Uh, so you're standing on the poop deck. You can see the majority of the the main deck, except for like the little bit that's like hidden. That's like too close to you um to kind of see down like from an angle and you can see the opposite deck the you know like the front the the main well the main deck not the main deck the front of the kind of deck i don't know what you call that the folks the folksle the forecastle um so yeah that's what you see this ship is is that big like how many masts is is this is this boat it's one mast um and it's maybe 60 feet let me get this I want to get it right. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. It's, it's about 90 feet long. And uh, what was that, like 30 feet? No, it's about 20 feet. Well, yeah, 20, 20 feet wide, 30 feet wide at the longest point, or at the widest point. Okay. So 30 by 90-ish. Um, how, many, how many people are, are below deck, I asked this guy? Um, how many people are below deck? You ask. Well, my my first question is: Do I see any? I don't see anybody else unless they're right below my feet, like below the uh, by the uh, the poop deck. You do. There are other people. There's um, there's a person down on the actual main deck. Um, there's two people on the main deck, and then there is um. Then there's also the captain who's on the the poop deck with you, and um, he's managing the uh, the tiller or whatever you call it. You know, like the the helm, the steering oh, the cap- wheel. We're, we're next to the captain. You are on the same deck with the captain, but he hasn't noticed you because you're so freaking stealthy. You're sneaky like a cat. Um, I cut this guy's throat. Okay. Um. I'm not fucking around. Roll an attack roll. <laughs> Oopsie. Can I can I get a do over? Do, uh, do you, I, don't you have inspiration? Did you ever use that inspiration? I never have. I don't think so. I don't no, think no, you did have I, did either. I, did, I, did I use it once? Let's let's just pretend. I, I didn't. think you were going to, but then I said no, you didn't. So okay. you should still have an inspiration. That was a one, and I'm not using that shit. Okay, that's not much better. So, uh, do, do, what do I add to my attack? Anything? Uh, your whatever you're attacking with. So your dagger, like your attack bonus, it should be in the attack section in the middle. Yeah, my my, my dagger's not on there. It should be the same as your your sword attack. Though. Okay, so ten. All right. Wow, just barely. All right, roll a critical hit damage. I rolled a three and add what? Is that it? Um, was it with a d twenty or, or d sixes? It's for damage. So you're rolling um, for your dagger is a one d four, right? Well, I don't have I don't have for my dagger. I only have rapier. Plus yeah, so dagger is one d four, and then it's going to be plus your dexterity. Um, I have got this. shit dice. Uh, five. All right. Well, you cut him. He starts bleeding. It's no good. Um, he's he's not he's not dead yet though. Um, but he can't talk. He can't. You can hear a couple very wet gurgles. But okay, that's fine with me. 
Yeah. Um, so, how how many uh, of the people are is, is is the captain attended by anybody else? Or is he by himself? No, he's by himself. The other two people are 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 down. They're on the they're on the main deck, and we're on the upper deck. You know, so they have to run up a staircase or something to get to you. Um, is it is it possible to sneak up behind him, uh, stealthy stealthy style? Yeah, but let's just see, uh, Jonathan. You're on the deck of the ship, and you see you see fucking fuzzy knuckles slit this guy's throat but he doesn't you know he kind of collapses to his knees and is like struggling to kind of stop his bleeding but he's not really dead obviously what do you do uh so fuzzy knuckles do we want to kill him or do we need to keep him alive for any reason no let's, let's just let's just put him out of his misery um all right let's let me take my dagger then and try to finish him off all right you so. roll an attack as well so that's a 1d4. Uh, you roll a d20. Oh, sorry, d20. And you add... Yeah, you should have an attack section kind of towards the middle. So, yeah, so you add a plus 5 for your dagger. Okay, well, I rolled a 20. Oh, that's a critical hit. Well, there you go. Okay. So um, then roll your damage, which is 1d4. Okay. And then you add 3. And then you multiply it by two because it's a critical hit. Right, so I rolled a two. Oh, I should have said that. You got a critical hit. Okay. So I rolled a two. You rolled three. Three, five times five. two is ten. Ten. All right. So yeah, between the two of you, you you get him. Um, he kind of slumps off the off the railing of the ship and he kind of falls over, leaving nothing but a bloody stain in his wake. Um, all right. Well, now what you're gonna do, Jeff? Um. I say, um, so he, the captain's at the tiller. It was, so he's facing forward, obviously, then. Yeah. We should search this guy to see if he has anything on him before we move forward, maybe. Well, he's no, already, he fell in the ocean. He's already halfway to the bottom right now. Um, so, um, is, 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 are we behind him and he's facing forward, like at, at, at the helm? You're just barely behind him. You're more to his side, and you just haven't caught his periphery. But you're a little tiny bit behind him, you know. Okay, so I I, I motion to the guys like let's spread out. Like I'll, I'll go to the far side. I'll sneak to, to his far flank, and someone be in the middle right behind him, and someone be on the left. Or mm-hmm. like, like, or like, yeah, like let's let's kind of have him covered at three points. So who wants to? What do you want to take then? You, did you say you wanted to take the right side? Is he? What's what? Are we on the port or the starboard right now? Are we left or right? You're on the you're on the starboard side. Starboard side. Okay, so I'll go to the I'll go to the far side of the port. Okay. Then what side do you want? To, or do you want to be behind him, uh, John? Um, I'll be behind him so that I can cast okay. Ray of Frost so that he takes a little bit longer to get to us if he starts charging us. Nice. Then, um, then, uh, yeah, then Big Copper will take up the uh, the port side. No, the the starboard side. Sorry. All right. Um, so you want to close in on him, then, or uh, what's the range? How far how far away from us is he? Uh, like fifteen feet. You know, it's like a pretty short jump. Okay. Um, with feline agility, I dash at him and put my dagger up, up to his throat and can cover his mouth. All right. Let's um, make a grapple check then to see, like, 
how. And I'm adding dexterity, probably, or what? Uh, dexterity or strength. Actually, uh, it's athletics, I think. Athletics. Then, where's my athletics? That's a total of 20. All right, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're not wrestling with him or anything, but where your placement is of your limbs and stuff, you know, you have leverage and you have, like, uh, advantage over him in, in terms of, like, you know... You, you yeah you kind of are overpowering him a little can, bit but you got your you got your knife to his throat mm-hmm. can you physically describe him for me like like what, what is he a big boy uh yeah he's he's about a head and a half shorter than you um which you know you're pretty tall so it's not crazy um he looks kind of dwarfish but he's not a dwarf he's clearly a human he uh he's sunbaked you know he's got like that that classic kind of dry brown skin of being constantly out in the sun and um he's got he's got these piercing green eyes and kind of red thick kind of bushy hair um and he's wearing uh like uh they're like uh kind of a crimson no what do you call that burgundy yeah let's just say burgundy burgundy cream and dark blue kind of uniform um it vaguely reminds you of the uniform um that the highwaymen were wearing they were wearing like these old military out out uniforms and this is the same kind of thing it looks like it's affiliated with the same kind of military um so yeah he kind of he might have been a ship captain or something you know for a military operation at some point but that must have been long long ago gotcha um i say to them let's see um uh johnny fever get over here and take his uh take his weapons off of him i i do that all right um you're going to want to frisk him then um so do a what do you call it, a spot check or a search check an investigation or a perception okay so that's uh, a, a 20 all right yeah wow um yeah so you pull off a, a cutlass off of them uh, a dagger uh, a smaller dagger and then a very very small hand crossbow um so yeah you disarm him he's like why are you on me ship um we're shutting you down jackson your smuggling days are over oh this is me life <laughs> well it's going to be your death if you don't play ball right now we're taking over your ship uh, do you have a do you have a boat you can get into uh, yeah yeah we got lifeboats um i don't I, I, we, we can play this one or two ways if you want to uh you, if you guys want to peacefully get aboard your lifeboats we'll cut you loose and you guys go do whatever you want but we'll be having this ship oh all right uh do an intimidation check with advantage advantage of what advantage means you can roll twice and take whatever the higher roll is am i adding anything to that um intimidation yeah well, if you have intimidation if you don't I, have I intimidation, don't, I, I i rolled a natural 17 then add your charisma Oh, but you win. Sorry. No, I rolled really low. Um, yeah, so you you beat him. He'd be like, uh, Oi, just don't hurt me. I, You know, we all just got to make a living. Call, Some call, people get... 
call mm-hmm. all of your men on deck and, 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 and have them assemble uh, amidships in front of us. Oh, what's your plan here? Um, we're going to put you guys peacefully in the boats after, after I watch you throw all your weapons in the water. Well, you know, these guys, they want to live. Uh, they, they're a bit more, uh, let's say, hot-blooded than me. They might not, we, I might not be able to control them. Well, even if, even if uh, how much do they care about their captain? Uh, depends, <laughs> depends on the person. There's a couple guys, I think they'd probably throw down their weapons. Well, you know, let's try it. Let's just see what happens. Why not, you know? Yeah. This could all go, go, go sideways, but that's just part of life, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I could have just cut your throat. And we could have sneaked up and killed everybody. I mean, like, let's let's you know, we're trying to we're trying. To, look, I'm I'm a sailor just like you are. There, there, you know, there, there, there's not necessarily an honor among thieves, but there is some sort of code of the sea that we can try to adhere to when, 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 whenever possible. Of course, the code of the sea. Um. So, what did you want me to do? Uh, assemble your men. Uh, uh, whistle up your men and get them on deck. All right, he he does a big whistle, and he goes, "All right, you rowdy rapscallions, assemble on decks for an inspection." And uh, there's a short pause. You see how many people? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. You see six. You see six pirates show up. Um, out of the pirates, one of them or two of them are kind of notable. One of them looks really big and um, is just dressed with a lot more style than everyone else. And then the other is uh, is not wearing uh, a shirt. Like he's he's wearing like just kind of pretty short shorts, and that's all he's got going on. Um, and, uh, it, it seems notable in some way. You don't know what it means, but, um, but yeah, they all assemble on the decks, um, and they're kind of looking up and, uh, they see you guys obviously, and they don't know how to react. Um, a couple I, of I, them I, grab, uh, I, 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 like while, while the men were coming up, I've, I've turned to uh, Johnny fever. I said, get your bow ready. Like, like, just like be like already have a, a an arrow, not, uh, knocked. Uh, just you know, like make make it look like we've got the drop on him, and, and and the same for Big Copper. If he can look like he's got his, you know, some sort of ranged weapon, or if he's got one like ready to roll. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready. And I, yeah. I, I I I I still have to keep my hands on the captain with with my knife at his throat. Mm-hmm. Okay, there, is every, everybody's uh, accounted for. Yeah, a couple of the men had uh, dropped their weapons. Wait, who are you asking? Uh, well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna address the whole crew. But I I, I, I say to the captain, is, is this everybody? He goes one two. He's like, no, that's like this is like half of the people. I don't know where the other half is. <coughs> oh, I think I do. Um, here's the deal. Everybody, my name is Francisco Fuzzy Knuckles de, de Quevedo. These are my compatriots, Big Copper and Johnny Fever. We're taking over your ship. Lower down the lifeboats and get in. First off, anybody that doesn't want to see their captain's blood spilled all over this deck, take your weapons and toss them over right now. You'll see those arrows pointed at you, and we've we've got the drop on you. Take take off your swords. Take out any any weaponry that you have and toss it over the the opposite 
Wait, are, are there lifeboats on, on, on either side? Uh, the lifeboats are on the port side. Okay. Everyone go to the starboard bow, uh, star, starboard rail, and toss your weapons in the water right now. All right. Um, so a couple of the people do. Um, and let's say three of the people do, but then three of the people don't. Um, one of the persons just watching and then two of the people, two of the people that drew weapons, they don't do anything. And they're just kind of, they're looking at the captain trying to like, uh, see, you know, if they, you know, trying to divine like a clue or see what they're supposed to do, but they're not, they're not cooperating. Uh, captain, tell your, tell the men that haven't dropped their weapons to drop their weapons or we'll cut your throat, drop you right here. And then the shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. Um, the captain's like, you know, boys, I've always said that, you know, a pirate's life is based on luck. You know, you never know what's going to happen. This is a crazy situation. I don't know what's going to happen. So you gotta, you know, you gotta make your own decisions. That's what he says. Um, so, so there's, there's still three armed men on the deck. There's two armed men, and then there's one man who hasn't one man who hasn't really done anything other than watch you guys. Is this the guy with no clothes on? No, it's the big guy, the big styling guy. Okay. Does the guy with no shirt on have a weapon on him? Uh, yeah, but he's uh, yeah, he has the weapon and it's drawn. Yeah. Um, Johnny, put an arrow in one of those dudes' chests. You've been warned. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. 1d8, right? No, roll a uh, you got to roll a hit first, yeah. Oh, yeah, so 20. That'll be yeah. 16. And then, then you add um, plus 5. Did you do that? No. Yeah, so uh, your attack roll is plus 5. So you roll the 20 and then you add 5. So 16 plus 5 is 21. That'll definitely hit. So, yeah, roll damage. And that's a, a d8, right? Yeah, that two. one's a D eight. That's a two, two and then plus it's plus three. three. So five. Alright. Alright, you hit the guy, uh the shirtless guy for five. And um he just uh at, at that moment all hell breaks loose. The three <laughs> pirates that have um that have dumped their weapons all jump off the side of the ship. Um the, the one guy who you shot starts charging forward. Um, the other guy starts circling around to the side. And the big guy who's, who's styling um, quickly casts a spell and, and, sh- and tries to hit, um, what do you call it? Hit, hit Fuzzy Knuckles with it. So, um, oh, yeah, so roll a, roll a... Oh no, no, he rolls an attack roll. All right, so he misses. So he 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 kind of does this badass casting pose and he swirls his hands and creates this this toxic noxious green bolt of energy and he fires it right at, at, at fuzzy knuckles right at your face. But you know, you're holding the captain. So it, it smashes the captain in the chest and you can see his chest starts like dissolving into like melting flesh. Um, he's not dead, but he's not, it's not, not good. Um, so yeah, now it's, uh, yeah, you got the captain in your hand and then there's, uh, kind of three people, um, who are attacking at you. Okay. Um, Is it big copper or is it me? Uh, 
let's let's start with you yeah let's start okay, with you. well uh, I, I, but oh, actually but, we all gotta let's all roll sorry let's all roll for initiative just three about seven total okay six oh boy so then did you add your initiative on top there kevin on the top oh, yeah add, no. that's your dex bonus so nine then all right so yeah all my guys are gonna go first so so first comes up is big copper he's going to shoot poison at one of the guys and the guy takes a big mouthful of poison um then it's yeah he takes two damage then that guy attacks at big copper he gets in one hit, six damage. Um, the pirate captain, the pirate captain actually breaks free of your hold, uh, fuzzy oh, knuckles. He he gets a natural twenty on trying to to break free, and he's just gonna whirl around and try and punch you in the head, um, but he misses. And then, yeah, and the deck wizard, uh, the 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 magic user who casts the the acid bolt he casts another spell but it misses um all right so now it's is, is the fancy clothing got, guy, the fancy clothing guy is the, is the wizard yeah he's the one casting magic he's got fancy and, and he's big but yeah um so you got a nine kevin what did you get for your initiative jeff three seven. oh uh, seven three plus four four yeah all right so our time might be up you guys should we uh, l l do one last one last flourish and then yeah do you have a do you have a cliffhanger moment kevin can you do a do you have any actions that could be a fun cliffhanger um is there anybody that's like charging towards either me or fuzzy knuckles right now yeah the the guy without the clothes the the naked guy is okay can i cast ray of frost on him yeah yeah but so what that. will happen? No one even <laughs> knows. Oh shit! The 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 bolt is flying through the air, and we're watching it, and then it cuts to black. Oh shit! We did it again. Hey everybody, we have to run. Thank you so much for being a part of our little program. Thank you, Kevin Day. Uh, I've been your Jeff Davis. Spencer has been your Crittenden of choice. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, you have a choice you. in Crittendens, and we thank you for choosing Spencer. Thank you, Hapalong Cassidy's. We will see you next time. Uh, uh, you can check us out on the social medias and all that jazz, and we, we will see you on the flip-flop. Enjoy your evenings, and uh, go, go get them, everybody. And enjoy your journey. <laughs> That's right. Go with God.